This is Ryan, and you're listening to a very special solo deep dive episode of the Anti-Art Podcast. Every day I scroll through TikTok and Reels to look for material to steal, and this bald fuck keeps popping up, talking about why women need to serve men, or how he cucked a vegan, or how it could be a 50-50 chance of him winning a fight versus a shark. You know who I laugh at the most? People who get bit by sharks. After doing not that much research, I found out that his name is Andrew Tate. This week, I watched about five hours of interview footage and clips to understand who this man is and what he does, and the darkness that lurks in between his Bugatti brags and his alpha ramblings. This is Internet Brain Rot, Episode 1. So from what I can understand origin-wise, Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan grew up in Chicago. They were born to a white British mother and a black father who was a grand chess master. He likes to brag that he was one of the greatest on earth, but a cursory research will show that at his peak, he was 74th uh, in the country, I believe, not, not on earth. Regardless, he was very good at chess, and this kind of inspired Andrew, I guess, and his brother to use chess as this kind of like worldview. It seems like this in the movie The Matrix by the Wachowski twins seems to kind of be the guiding force of Andrew and his brother. But today, I don't really want to talk about his brother because, you know, whatever. His, I don't really know very much about his brother. His brother just kind of seems like a, you know, a Luigi to his Mario type of thing. Not saying that Luigi is not a good character. Luigi is cool and everything. But, you know, who gives a fuck Luigi? <laughs> who gives a fuck about Luigi? Let's talk. We're talking about, quote unquote, the top G today. And the top G is Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is, how do I begin with this guy? I mean, I gave it, I gave a bit of his origin, as I just said, you know, he moved from Chicago. Uh, and then I believe at nine or 10 years old, he, you know, his, his father left him or his father, you know, did this or that. And his mother basically brought him and his brother to London. And that's where he kind of gets this kind of odd accent, which I'll, I'll splice in a clip of that here. If you leaving is not enough to make her talk to you nicely, how long is she going to sit there until she sucks a new dick? He has this kind of accent where it's like, he, he has this like alpha male bravado kind of thing. But once in a while, it'll be like chair or something like that, like a weird, British affectation will pop up. And I think that basically essentially comes from his time when he was raised in the UK for, for a little while. Aside from that, not, not too much is known about his, you know, his teen years. According to him, I was listening to the Aiden Ross stream. And according to him, basically, he moved on from chess to boxing. And during that time, basically, when he was boxing, he was, he was, there was times when he was homeless. There was times when he was poor and struggling. From the years of 17 to like 30 or something like that, he was basically distraught and poor. And again, like this is all coming from word of mouth, just like from him alone. So it's really hard to tell exactly what is true and what is not when it comes to this guy because he's a really enigmatic and interesting figure and not to give him any props because he's as well as i'll get into later he's like a complete fucking a degenerate piece of shit who uses people and uh uses women especially and um this is a guy who yeah so as i as i was saying just a second ago uh, before i got a little bit off topic when he was young he was broke i guess that built his character i guess he broke some bones i guess he got stabbed a couple of times i guess this and i guess that and after a while, I guess he, he hardened himself and he, he's, he, he built this kind of like mentality about himself that he's kind of like, 
you know, uh, uh, skirting outside of the system and skirting outside of the law and skirting outside of like, you know, uh, what people tell him, uh, I guess with inspiration, apparently from the matrix and with his chess upbringing and with his fighting career where he did okay. I mean, he was TKO'd a couple of times from what I can understand. It says that he was a kickboxing world champion, but uh, according to Reddit also, like he got a lot of those championships doing like a regional, uh, like a, basically like on a technicality, essentially. It says Andrew's world championships were all earned in regional pro-am leagues. The one and only time he fought in a higher tier, he got TKO'd round one and immediately retired. And his brother, the same thing, like he was barely a fighter. Um, and, and, I, I honestly like I watched some of his fight compilation videos. They are impressive from just what I can see, but I mean there are stitched highlights and also if he was fighting like below his his bracket or like if he was fighting like not like that impressive people, like obviously you can get some crazy stunt, you know, uh, hits on these people. I don't know very much about his fighting. I don't know if he's a good fighter. I don't know if he's a bad fighter. From what I can tell, he seems to be a, a competent fighter in certain regards, but at the same time like you don't fucking know i don't know i don't know what this fucking guy he, he's very similar to jake paul and his brother is kind of like almost like a logan paul in that way these two brothers are, are people who he says that he respects you know he mentions them all the time uh because he respects them for fighting and he respects them for you know the things that they do or whatever like being alpha dogs and making money and this and that and the other thing making money mysteriously in the way that him and his brother do um he respects them i guess but yeah so it's pretty hard to tell whether or not he's a good fighter essentially it's almost like dan bilzerian when he says that he's like a world championship poker player and that's how he made all of his money everybody knows that's bullshit and dan bilzerian is full of shit um i i i hesitate to compare this guy to dan bilzerian because i think he has a much better grift and a much better um grip on finances than dan bilzerian does at least independently i mean dan bilzerian as as many of you know he's a fucking grifter. Dan Bilzerian, you know, he, he, he did a whole bunch of podcast tours. He went on, you know, uh, Joe Rogan, a bunch. He went on Barstool. He went on all these types of podcasts, basically bragging about how he's like, you know, he made all this money off world championship poker. And from that, he put money into investments. And from that, you know, he was able to, you know, buy all these boats and have all these girls on the boats and have all these private dinner parties and do all this crazy stuff, own all this property, this, that, and the other thing. Dan Bilzerian essentially is a fraud. At the end of the day, Dan Bilzerian had a rich dad who was involved in organized crime. And he laundered a lot of that money through his son. On top of that, Dan Bilzerian uses an Ignite Cannabis Company basically to buy everything that he needed. It was revealed like all the girls that he hung out with were, were essentially paid workers, prostitutes, sex workers that he paid through his company, almost in a similar way to like um, uh, Jordan Belfort, like in the Wolf of Wall Street. But again, Jordan Belfort, a much smarter, more cunning uh, and more interesting guy than Dan Bilzerian. Again, I digress, but you know, Dan Bilzerian is this guy who puffed up his image and, and made everybody think that he made all this money off of off of this when he was really making all this money off of that. The thing that the thing about Andrew Tate that I can like not I wouldn't I would hesitate to say respect because I have no respect for this fucking clown. But just looking from the outside in, just as like just like almost like rating him on like a grifter scale, I would give like Dan Bilzerian like a, a D on the grifter on the grifter scale because it was pretty unbelievable from the beginning that he made his money off of poker, considering that he's a pretty fucking shitty gambler. And on top of that, like he lost all that money in that Cowboy Cerrone bet against uh, Conor McGregor. He dropped like I don't know what was it, like a million dollars on that and lost that. So just just off that alone. Like, you could just tell he's just a fucking moron. And then there was a story about how he was in Monaco and he got his watch stolen right off of his wrist. Shit like that. A Andrew Tate... <laughs> 
Andrew Tate, even though he's a complete piece of shit, he's a degenerate, he's an awful person, he would never be seen walking around with a, uh, a, a watch that expensive and just walking around and having nobody protecting him. You know what I mean? He, he also doesn't have a rich father. So that part of it is out of the deal. I feel as though his grift and, and the crimes that he commits and the things that he does are within his own control. And that's the one thing that I can see about him where he, where he talks. Uh, that's the one walk that he walks and the talk that he talks. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's definitely a criminal. <laughs> he's definitely a piece of shit. And he's definitely laundering his money through these various schemes and, 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 and lying about the things that he does. But he's also transparent in that he's basically involved in organized crime. I mean, he's always talking about how he's like mafia adjacent. But he was talking to Aiden Ross on his stream. And he was basically saying to Aiden Ross, like, you look like a victim. AKA, like, he, he, told his whole, he told his whole elaborate plan of like, oh, you know, if you got caught in a foreign country... You would basically be like brought into an alleyway and then somebody would go into your phone and then drain your cryptocurrency reserves and this and that and the other thing. And just like the knowledge with which and like the precision with which he described like the that cryptocurrency scam, I, it leads me to believe that he has several goons all over the place doing things like this and reporting back to him. The, the one thing I can say about this guy is that I, I feel as though his crimes are making him money and are within his own control. Whether or not he's going to get recode is a different story, but you know, I digress. So uh, the first thing that I watched for this deep dive was the Aiden Ross stream, which I learned a lot from as far as like this man's character, what he does, the way he controls people, um, the way he manipulates people and the charisma that he has. Uh, most importantly, I would say I'll be honest with you because I don't lie. I was a genius, but by like two points, I would encourage anybody to watch this, even though it's like two hours and 50 minutes, because you can really start to understand exactly who this man is and, and the way that he operates. Because for many of you who don't know, I mean, a lot of you have seen his videos of, uh, with all these outrageous claims. Again, like he can fight a shark and the shark would have a 50% chance of winning, or he can go into any club and take anybody's girl. Like all these kind of like far-fetched stories about how he, he you know, like they sound made up. Like he he stole somebody's wife from them and he fucked her and this and that. And he has the wife camming now and like all this stuff that could be true, could be untrue, whatever. They seem exaggerated, but like, I, I think everybody sees those outward things and thinks that they're funny or like his videos on his Instagram, which are very similar to Dan Bilzerian, like, like the nunchuck video, uh, or like the videos of him riding around in like buggies in the desert or Bugattis or Ferraris and women shaking their ass and that kind of stuff. I think that's kind of the outward appearance that he likes to give and that he wants everybody to see. But when he does these long form interviews, I feel like it really, again, reveals like the dark side of him and, and the ways that he manipulates people. Um, and, and I find those moments way more interesting than the funny reels and that kind of stuff. The reels are cool. The reels are whatever. I mean, I don't particularly think that lifestyle is cool. Just, just shooting guns and having like 80 hot women around you and driving around in a Ferrari all the time. That sounds kind of fucking boring. To be completely honest with you, I'd rather be dead broke. Um, but so this Aiden Ross stream is very revealing about the person that he is because he, he pops into the stream and immediately he begins to take over and he begins to like project this character upon the stream as if like it's 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 weird like he he immediately you know he's, he's shirtless he's smoking a cigar he's somewhere in romania he's like he's like this very mysterious like enigmatic figure and immediately he's like basically takes over the stream and tells aiden like oh like you know uh fuck off like this that and the other thing like oh whatever and then he like makes aiden ross like get like sparkling water <laughs> he makes aiden ross like order sparkling water like immediately and get it to his house like immediately or he's going to stop the stream. It's stuff it's stuff like that where he just he makes like this like insane ridiculous requests. And I saw him on the Your Mom's House podcast too where he ordered like two cups of coffee. One cup one cup he drinks and one cup he just leaves there and he throws out later. It's this like weird loyalty thing that he has where he makes people bend 
um, to his will immediately. Otherwise, he leaves, which is kind of fucked up and odd to watch because, like, like it gives you a window into how this man truly operates because he he knows the power that he wields. He knows the power that he wields and the influence that he wields because Aiden Ross, by the end of the stream, he is like, this is my, this is our, a top three stream. You taught me so much. This is one of my most popular streams, this, that, and the other thing. Everybody knows that this guy at this moment is the shit like on the internet. He's kind of like the one to watch. He's kind of like the Hasbula of 2022. So, or like the Chet Hanks of 2022, something like that. So people have their eyes on him. And people are watching what he does and his every move and that kind of stuff. And because of that, whenever he moves around on the internet, people are gonna people are gonna naturally follow him and what he does. Again, if 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 Hasbula could speak English and would go on the Aiden Ross stream, it would it would probably be a top whatever stream. But you know, Hasbula Hasbula lives a similar life and drives around in similar cars and this that and the other thing. But he's a little bit more low key and a little bit less like a piece of shit, I guess. Or at least you don't understand what he's saying. Anyway. Aside from like the manipulative way that he speaks to Aiden, which is like kind of a half joke, kind of a half serious thing. But if you asked him, he would say that he's completely serious. I think that that like the way that he's able to move around in that way and like kind of snake his way around is a really interesting way to operate. And on top of that, you know, uh, on top of the way that he immediately whips Aiden into place and like is like Aiden, like you're fat. Like you have no abs, like come back to me when you have abs, you're 21 years old, you should be ruling the world, this, that, and the other thing. He like immediately like attacks all of Aiden's insecurities. And again, Aiden is half joking too, but he immediately t- attacks all of his insecurities and kind of like almost like enraptures him in this like, in this really like spell binding kind of like way where he basically has him like in, in the palm of his hands, you know what I mean? And, and he can mold him to his every wish desire and all this kind of stuff. It's really interesting. And he keeps also plugging this thing called the war room, which I'm going to get into later, but it's like this, like basically like this, like man's club of like, uh, he calls it like a secret society. He also has this like hustlers club where it's like, it's almost like not get rich quick, but you know, get rich off cryptocurrency and skirting the law and tax evasion and those kind of things. He continues to promote that every two seconds as well. So not only does he have the stream, not only not only does he have Aiden Ross, the most popular Twitch streamer, just by the nuts, uh, you know, but he's also promoting his shit every five seconds. And this kind of allows him to basically carte blanche just do literally, do literally whatever he wants and talk about like whatever he wants. And he has this thing again where if he doesn't like what people are saying or he's disagreeing or people are going against him, they're soy, they're cucks. He's gonna fuck their girlfriend. You know, they're weak. That that's towards men. It gets even darker when he when he starts to talk to women, because you know once once the stream gets up and going, and you kind of see the way that he operates. It's again, it's very funny. The dynamic between him and Aiden is honestly hilarious, but the way that he talks to Aiden is just very telling. And then it's even more telling when he talks to these girls on the stream. Basically, Aiden will bring these women onto the stream and have him talk to Aiden. He has like uh, Kasumi, who's like a, a porn star. Uh, Adriana Shishak, and then this other chick named Ava who like transition from male to female and she does OnlyFans. So with each of these interactions, you kind of see the way that um, Tate manipulates these people because he, you know, he immediately kind of understands that the first girl is like a porn star. He talks to her and he's like very sweet with her and he immediately flips the conversation on Aiden as well and calls Aiden like a misogynist and is like, oh, why am I in this misogynist stream? This, that, and the other thing. And he's like, he may, again, it's like, it's all like half joking and this and that and like almost like putting another man down to hit on a woman, that kind of like classic thing. But as he's talking to this woman, it's just like very apparent and clear that he knows exactly what to say to her 
you know, he immediately compliments her and he's being very sweet to her. But when the women are off the stream, he's just like these bitches, these slags, these this, these that, these hoes. You know what I mean? You, you got to whip your bitch into shape. You know, uh, bitches can't like date other guys, but I can date other girls like this, that and the other thing. And like, it's immediately clear that this guy, the way that he speaks to women is like, uh, it's sweet talking and it's like almost like, uh, uh lo- not love bombing. I wouldn't say it like that. I'm sure if he was in a relationship with his girl or he was interested in having a relationship with this girl, he would love bomb the shit at her at first and then kind of capture her. Once you get to the Adriana Chichek interview, it also becomes abundantly clear that this man is just like really, his mentality is very twisted and, and really disgusting when it comes to women. I mean, he's talking to her basically about like her being a sex worker and how he could never date a sex worker because like he he says to her like you know a woman to me is like my property is basically what he says he says a woman to me if i if i call that my girl that's my property right i wouldn't give a if i had a girl said i want to do OnlyFans, i'm like cool go for it let me know how much money we make you're keeping all of it though yes she's mine 100 percent. you're keeping all profits i mean i might let her buy us some shoes or something but all in all, I mean, it goes into my bank, and I might gift her something depending if she's been good that month. But she's my she's my pr- property, so she's selling my property. Like if we're gonna rent out my house, then I get the money, right? You're my chick, you're my property. You're gonna sell pictures of my property. Cool. Where's my money? How much money did we make? My money. Give me my money. Maybe she should get maybe fifty fifty. What? What? Why? What's wrong with you? Well, be- on what should she get fifty percent of my money? Why would I give half my money to her? mine and it's like if you're going and fucking all these other guys then you're not my property and that's like shameful and this and that and the other thing and then he's just like and then he like quote unquote like changes his mind about porn stars and dating porn stars and that kind of stuff while he's talking to her once she gets off the stream he's like yeah i didn't change my mind that was just like me like manipulating her essentially and Oh, the, these conversations with these porn stars and these women basically touch back to an earlier part in the Aiden Ross interview where he's talking about OnlyFans. Aiden Ross goes, "What's your opinion on OnlyFans?" And he goes, "I don't know." Like he, he's like, "I'm a." Uh, he goes, uh, "Tate goes, I'm a feminist. Like I think that if there's money to be made and guys want to pay for this dumb shit, then a girl should do it all she wants. You know what I mean?" So you get like this, like almost like liberal or like more so like libertarian i guess point of view where it's like oh like just make money i'm a capitalist like you know do what you want to do whatever and then it's like what if your girlfriend had only fans that's what aiden basically asks and he says well if my girlfriend had only fans she would have to give all the money to me and that's kind of where the conversation dead halts because he he, he bends aiden to make him basically say like he presses him and he he basically makes him say yeah, like you should be a pimp to your girlfriend. Like if your girlfriend has an OnlyFans, like how much money are we making? That kind of thing. And then he gets into this whole idea of like, um, if I'm if I'm the man in the relationship, I'm gonna take all the money from the OnlyFans and you know, uh I'm gonna take care of you and I'm gonna financially support you and I'm gonna house you. And once in a while, if you're good, I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you a purse or I'm gonna get you a dress or jewelry, this, that, and the other thing. And it immediately sets up this dynamic where he's essentially a pimp. I mean like what what other way is there to describe that than a pimp? I mean, withholding of the funds. I'm going to make you safe, baby. I'm going to show you the universe, this, that, and the other thing. But I get to fuck other girls. I just assume that he has multiple relationships because, I mean, he says that. But it seems like he has multiple relationships with multiple women where he basically, like, traps them. If he's having a quote-unquote serious relationship and he's, like, dating this person, this woman basically gets isolated from her family and her friends and like lives somewhere where he pays for 
So that way, if she slips up or she fucks somebody else or she does this or that and the other thing, he can immediately cut her off. And now she's in like a foreign country like Romania, like all by herself. That's how he deals with his quote unquote serious relationships. Or what he'll do, he'll date girls and then he'll essentially like have them work for him like as a as a prostitute, like whether it's in uh, in real life in in Eastern Europe, in Romania or like an Internet prostitute, like a like a like someone like on an OnlyFans. And when I say internet prostitute, I don't mean that in any disrespectful term, but like the dynamic that he sets up is that he has all these girls on OnlyFans or he has all these girls on cam sites that he is the head of and he's the pimp and they they become prostitutes. And it shouldn't be like that. OnlyFans should be a liberating platform where women go on there and they make their bag independently, right? It's it's a dark reality that a lot of the girls you see on OnlyFans probably have a guy above them that's controlling their finances, controlling their money, and uh abusing them and 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 manipulating them and like it's really odd to see that like it really opened my eyes just looking at this interview because i didn't know that that was such like a dynamic that was going on i mean i knew that that existed i knew that that was true and in certain regards but like yeah it's really really jarring and really fucked up to see that and um i I just want to read an excerpt really quickly from his uh, war room website because i think it's also very telling of also really telling of like the way that he operates basically this is this is on his website it's called cobertate.com if you want to go to it and look at it yourself but i'm looking at reddit right now basically the slide is here it says who am i my name is andrew tate i am a retired four-time world championship kickboxer which i guess we've kind of disproven who is now a multimillionaire. i'm the most competent person on the entire planet to teach you about male female interactions how did i become rich webcam Why am I an expert on all male-female interactions? I've been running a webcam studio for nearly a decade. I've had over 75 girls work for me, and my business model is different than 99% of webcam studio owners. Over 50% of my employees were actually my girlfriend at the time, and of all my girlfriends, none were in the adult entertainment industry before they met me. Very interesting. So basically, he finds these women, and he forces them, I guess, to webcam or or guides them into, into camming, or he ditches them. You know what I mean? That's another thing on the Aiden stream that popped up where it was like, if the girl doesn't want to listen to my rules and the things that I say, then I'm going to, I'm going to put her to the dust. I'm not going to lose my woman like a bitch. I'm going to lose my woman like a man is what he said, because he's like, oh, I'm not going to let her go out to all the clubs with her friends all the time. That's another point that he continues to make. Like, oh, don't let your girl go out to the club. It's like this insecurity, this like fucked up insecurity. It's like, if you continue to let your girl go out to the club with her friends, she's just going to find another guy. And she's just going to fuck him. And then it's just going to be like a cycle of like, oh, like, oh, I'm just going out with my friends. Oh, this guy is my friend. Oh, I'm staying at his house and I'm drinking. Oh, I sucked his dick. That's like what he said. Basically, that would be losing your girl like a bitch. And I guess the only way to lose your girl, quote unquote, like a man is to break up with her if she disobeys your rules. And he fails to see that there's a gray area in between those two things. I mean, certainly you can't let your girl walk all over you. I mean, unless that, unless you have like open relationship or something, but regardless, there needs to be a mutual respect back and forth. If your girlfriend wants to go to the club all the time, why don't you go with her sometimes? You know what I mean? Or why don't you just like figure out like, you know, maybe that's what she likes to do. Maybe she likes to have fun with her friends. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing these things, but at the same time, you know, there's something very wrong with uh, controlling people and, and giving them a set of rules that they have to obey and follow and stuff like that. And I think it's really gross and really disgusting. But continuing to move on to this uh, on this Tate website, a bunch of pictures of women with their titties out and tattoos and Tate tattoos. Um, my job was to get... Oh, and that was the other thing. Sorry, I'm going way off track. But that was the other thing that he said to one of the girls on the stream. I think it was Adriana or... No, it was the um, it was Kazumi. He goes... Um, the first thing that's going to happen is that you're going to get your name tattooed on my body and you're going to send me a picture on Instagram and then I'm going to send a flight to come pick you up. Like, 
Goddamn, could you be any more of a fucking sex trafficker? He says, My job was to get women to fall in love with me. Literally, that was my job. My job was to meet a girl, go on a few dates, sleep with her, test if she's quality. Test if she's quality, hmm. So you're treating a woman like fucking cocaine, like a product. So you're you're just a you're just a sex trafficker. Like what like what other way is there to say it? Get her to fall in love with me and where she do anything I say. And then get her on webcam. So we so we become rich together. So we become rich together is what he says. Essentially, all the fun, that's his girlfriend, and all the funds that she makes gets kicked up to him because he's the big G or he's the big boss or whatever he calls himself. So that's where he makes all of his money. It's exploiting women. Whether you agree or disagree with what I did with their loyalty, submission, and love for me doesn't matter. You cannot reject the results, and the results are simple. My girlfriends would do more for me than 99.9% of men's wives would do for them. Yeah, because you have them fucking... You have them dead to rights, like, in the middle of fucking Romania, where they where they can't go anywhere else. And if they try and leave, like, they're going to get murdered, they're going to get taken, they're going to get this, they're going to get that. You're just going to you're just gonna scoop her up and put her into sex trafficking anyway, or it's going to be like, good luck, get home, you bitch. Like, that's basically his, his mentality. That's that's what he does. And he, he advertises this right on his website. What did I learn from this job? First thing, keeping four girlfriends all happy is hard work. Oh, I'm sure it is. And leaves you with very little time. So you learn how to streamline getting new good girlfriends. All women are not created equal. <laughs> this is how I came up with what is now the PhD system. Oh, wow. Okay. I learned the most time efficient way to meet girls, get them through the dating process, get them to bed, test if they're a good girl or not, and begin the process of them falling deeper and deeper in love. That is my skill. To extreme efficiency, get women in love with me. That is it. And no one else on the internet is teaching this. No one. Yeah, because it's literally fucking sex trafficking. You fucking psycho. Who were most of my webcam girls' customers? Rich men. Oh, wow. So super duper interesting. So honestly, the thing that makes him different than Dan Bazarian, and again, this is not something that I respect about him because this guy is a fucking complete piece of shit. However, the thing that I do see, uh, the thing that like in the criminal world, like if we're talking like Godfather, Dan Bilzerian is like a foot soldier, right? He's like an expendable, like, guy who just gets shot. And, like, you know, he's not the guy who's getting Rico'd. He's the guy who's doing the, the work for the big boss type of thing. This dude, is, this dude is like a level 100 mob boss, essentially. He's the guy in control. So he's the one who will sell Dan Bilzerian the girls to have on his boats and that kind of stuff. You understand? When it's all these older men or whatever, and they all are surrounded by all these women, it's, his, it's a service like his that's providing it. He's a pimp. That's, he's just a pimp. Who are most of my webcam girls' customers? Rich men. Yes. Being rich won't save you from a life of misery with women who don't want you. Guess what else? Being strong won't save you either. If you're shit with women, nothing you do financially or physically will save you. Look at Jeff Bezos. Submission, loyalty, admiration, and love cannot be bought. It cannot be forced, and it's not luck. Will the PhD system change your life? Do you have a girl who completely trusts your decisions, will do anything you say, and loves you deeply? Yes or no? If your answer is yes, I guarantee you 90% of you are lying to yourselves. I don't know what is up with the 90, 99, 99.9%. I don't know where he's calculating this shit from. I guess just out of his fucking ass. Whatever. Read the question again. Understand what I mean. When I say anything, and ask yourselves if you've ever tested your belief, if your answer is no, you're missing out on one of life's greatest pleasures, which is manipulating women into killing themselves for you. doesn't matter your age. You should have a loving girlfriend. If you're too busy to get one, good. The PhD system was made for you. If you're happy touching your own dick, the power is not for you. He gives you two options. 
in life. You know what I mean? Life is a spectrum of things. Gender is a spectrum. Dating is a spectrum. You know what I mean? It's not just male or female anymore. There's all these different categories in between. It's not just gay or straight anymore. There's all these different categories in between. It's not just polygamous or or, or monogamous anymore. There's all these categories in between. And life is life is painted with all these beautiful colors, but he he makes it so rigid where it's like yes or no. Yes or no. Do you have a loving girlfriend? Yes or no. If you don't have a loving girlfriend, then good. Then you should use my system. You know what I mean? If you don't have a loving girlfriend, but you don't want to obey my system and be my slave, well, guess what? Just go touch your own dick, you fucking loser, is basically his point of view. That's in a nutshell who this guy is. I just want to read the last slide. What exactly do I do to get into the PhD program? Hours of video content where I'll teach you how to text women, how to build your social medias to pick up women, best first dates to bring women on, best follow-up dates, how to approach women, the framework of all female-male interactions are based on, how to test to see if a woman is high quality, how to test to see if a woman is high quality, like you're dipping your finger in here and like, and, and like, and like putting her on your fucking gums. My opening lines, how to get a woman in bed, the critical mistakes that most men make, how to stay on her mind with that interaction, and why all this works so well. I also offer free Telegram support for all questions. And then the first Reddit comment is pretty funny. Yeah, it, yeah, this guy clearly is oblivious to how bad this sounds. Please, what's the difference between this and owning an adult film studio? Because you guys clearly don't know where to draw the line. If it is illegal, Interpol would have ended his business before he had the balls to talk about this on a full legal and open website. He hides nothing because there's nothing to hide. It, it, he is like an Elon Musk type figure too because he has a lot of Reddit dick writers is another thing that I noticed. It's always like W. Tate. Tate is like the man. This dude rocks. His dad is, you know, his dad is a chess master and he's a world championship boxer where it's just not the truth. You know what I mean? All these things that he says are just not true. I mean, he's very transparent with the things that he says, but he, 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 he tells the truth in ways where it, it's only when he's bragging is when he's telling the truth. You know what I mean? Only when he's bragging is where he's telling the truth. And half the time he's, he's lying about that too, which is, which is the interesting part because, you know, he, again, he brags that his dad is this world championship chess master. He, he brags that he's like this kickboxing champion, but his dad is, was 72nd in the world at his peak in the U S not worldwide. And then he just like on technicality, got these world championships on like a regional level. So it's like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? He, he, he lies at his ass, but he tells the truth about that. He's a sex trafficker. He won't say that I'm a sex trafficker because then he would get arrested, but he's a sex trafficker. That's what he does. He, he finds these women, he talks to them and we got a sample of it on the Aiden Ross podcast where good job Aiden for not checking him or, or anything like that. I'm sure that you got a lot of ad, uh, ad revenue out of that three hour stream. I'm sure, I'm sure it was really worth it to get a hundred thousand people in the stream to watch you talk to this guy and this and that. And again, it was a funny stream. I will admit from an outside perspective, from someone who, who's not involved in this and who's not making money off this. But honestly, the people that allow this fucking guy on their platform should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. I understand he's a meme machine and he creates all this great content out of, out of his, out of the things that he says. And you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm sure it's really good for your views and this, that, and the other thing, but he's, it's normalizing misogyny it's normalizing sex trafficking and it's normalizing pimping. Like it's disgusting. Like honestly, it's really fucked up. I just want to go through a little bit more of the Aiden Ross stream and just the things that I learned from it because completely interesting to just look into this guy's life and who he is. Cancel me. I do not care. I don't care. I exist outside of the matrix. No one can damage me. The way that he makes money aside from camming essentially is through organized crime. I mean, again, Dan Bilzerian was too much of a pussy to do it himself. So he had to have his dad do it for him and launder the money. This guy, Andrew Tate does all of it himself. I mean, he has all these cars, he has all these properties, he has all these armored trucks, he has planes, he has this, that, and the other thing. He has all these various businesses. Do you not think that he's just charging a lot of those things to his business and, and, and charging them as losses? And the same way that Jeff Bezos and all these other companies do, that's what he's doing. I mean, on top of that, 
on top of that, he's able to deal in things that Jeff Bezos can't publicly deal in, but he can. So like he talked about how we made all this money during the pandemic, completely shameless in saying that. He talks about how he has all this money tied up in Russia, completely shameless in saying that. I mean, all the rest of the world, even like NATO in the US was like, oh, like has to kind of give this appearance as like, oh, like we can't deal with Russia. We can't deal with China, this, that, and the other thing, because it's like, it's unethical or it's the money is tied up in these unethical things. And that's why like Bitcoin is dropped and all these like Ethereum has dropped because a lot of it's tied up in Russian stuff like that. But this dude takes full advantage. This dude has full business dealings in Russia and, and all these like war-torn countries. I'm sure he's an arms dealer. I'm sure he's a drug dealer. I'm sure he's a sex trafficker. I'm sure he's like a a, a crypto like scammer. Uh, I'm sure he has a league of people underneath him in this big pyramid scheme that are doing petty crimes, that are robbing people, that are robbing banks, that are he has a lot of criminal shit underneath him that I believe that he's he's in charge of essentially. Or he's not. That's the other interesting thing about this guy because you know, you, you, you drive around a couple of Bugattis, you drive around a couple of Rolls Royces, some Benzes, whatever he's driving around, and people just immediately assume that he has money. And then he says these 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 brags like he's like living GTA or like he's like living like a, like a like a Godfather lifestyle or something like that. That might all be full of shit too. A lot of these things could be rented. Who the fuck knows? I guess it's kind of it. It is the Elon Musk strategy of being a fucking carnival barker and just kind of like shifting around the money and being able to say, "Oh, I can buy Twitter for forty trillion dollars or whatever, or forty billion dollars or whatever," and then backing out of the deal. You know what I mean? It's like a money flex. It's like a credit check to the government and to the public, where you can basically say, "Oh, yeah, like I own this. Like I'm able to buy this. I have all these cars. Look at all this stuff that I'm manufacturing. Look at the good that I'm doing. Look at all these women that I have. Look at all these properties that I have." And you're able to just like project out wealth. Who fucking knows with this guy? He can either be dead broke. I, for, in my opinion, I don't think that he is. And again, he's, I don't think he's like Bilzerian. I think that he just has a lot of really seedy criminal fucked up and disgusting things that he does and he's able to hide it and launder it through his various businesses in certain ways i i predict that this guy is going to get arrested at a certain point he's only 35 years old he's been doing this for a while but now he's coming out in public and bragging about it so much i just have a feeling that this guy is going to get arrested i don't know but that's just my opinion but yeah the one business we know that he has his hand in for sure is sex work his brother runs an OnlyFans and webcam studio essentially where they're pimps and he makes profit off of that. He went on the Your Mom's House podcast where he was basically saying like he has four streams of income. Uh, two of them were his bullshit like war room and, and advice thing where I don't think he really makes too much money off that to be honest with you. I think, again, I think the majority of his money is, is it's tied into the mafia. And the other thing that he said is that he owns a casino, like a couple of casinos in um, Romania. And he was able to like inch out like mafia competition with some of these like uh, uh, casinos and he was able to get into the favor of the mob. I think you can pretty much do anything you want in Eastern Europe and some of these different countries. I think you pretty much have carte blanche to do whatever you want. So I, I believe that. So, so from what we can understand about this guy so far, just kind of wrapping up certain things about him, streams of income, uh, primarily through sex, through sex trafficking and drug dealing and illegal shit. Um, for sure. That's what he's doing. And, and tax evasion. 1000% owning a couple of casinos. I can, I can totally see that owning properties. And again, all these, all these other additional revenue streams will come later. So if you, if you're able to generate all this money through drug dealing and sex trafficking and all these things that you can't talk about and casinos, you can obviously filter that into cars and properties, which have inherent value and you can resell them. That's how this guy makes his money. He's just a complete piece of shit. He, he admits readily over and over again that he doesn't break the law, but he bends the law. And you know that he breaks the law. I mean, that just means that he breaks the law. So 
Yeah. So, so now um, I'd like to filter through the Your Mom's House podcast because this is where I was most deeply disappointed. I mean, Aiden Ross, obviously, he's a 21-year-old guy. He's a dumbass. Everybody knows Aiden Ross is a punching bag. He's a clown. But he's very popular in doing that. There's a naivety to him that he wields and he should probably be careful with considering that he's so popular. But I was most disappointed to see him go on Tom Segura's show because Tom Segura and his wife on the Your Mom's House podcast, those are two people that I respect. I mean, as far as like the Rogan people go and the Burt Kreischer people go, I feel like, and like Bill Burr and stuff like that, I feel like like Bill Burr and like uh, Tom Segura, I, I saw them for a while as like kind of the better of the two. And I still see Bill Burr in that way because I think he's kind of straying away from all that. But just to see Tom Segura just completely just bend the knee at this fucking clown just so that this guy doesn't leave is really fucked up. And especially with his wife sitting there, he's just letting this guy call women hoes, call women bitches, talk about how men are men, you know, deserve more, how, Oh, any, he, he goes basically like, Oh, any guy would, would, would love a relationship with a woman, uh, lets him sleep around and, and this and that and the other thing. And he just says, yes, he, he just seems to just say yes to everything this guy is saying. And it's really odd how this guy comes in as a character on these podcasts and on these shows. And he just allows, the, the, the host just allows this guy to just like go off. As soon as you say you're a feminist, any man who continues to talk to you is a bitch. If we went on a date and you said I'm a feminist, I would just say, okay, back in a minute, I'd stand up and I'd walk, that'd be the end of our conversation. We'd never talk again. Because if you challenge this guy in any way, he leaves and then you don't get your content, you don't get your money. People are like, oh, you're a beta for not letting this guy in your show. It's like he, he sets up this whole fucking framework as to where he's the top dog and he's the best guy and he's this and that and the other thing. And it's like there's no room to disagree with this guy because if you disagree with him, you lose out on the content and you lose out on the meme and you lose out on having this in, insanely popular person on your stream. Like it's, it's as if Beyonce went on, on on somebody's podcast and they were just like and she was just saying all this controversial and horrible shit and like anti-COVID shit or something. And it's like, what are you going to do? Tell Beyonce? to fuck off no it's like having Beyonce in there is a huge token it's a huge piece of clout and it's like if you push back on her she's gonna leave so it's like it's sad because it's very ironic to see him to see um Andrew Tate go on all these podcasts and talk about how men are weak but I feel like he kind of honestly he kind of proves it in the fact that the hosts of these of these podcasts and these shows are just like letting him just fucking go off like that's that's gotta that's weak to me honestly the 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 teachings of this guy are just so male-centric like there's no there's no world in where this guy sees a woman ruling over or where he sees a woman being a boss or where he sees a woman working hard and trying her best or any anything of that sort. He just sees women he 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 he, he backhand compliments them where he says that women have it easy because they have inherent value is what he says. Like they have ass and titties and they have pretty faces and this and that. And they can go out into the world and just get whatever they want. He he made this comparison where he's like, Oh, like uh, uh, you, you see these guys on these yachts and they have all these women. It's like, oh, how did the woman get on the yacht? The woman got on the yacht just by going on Instagram and, and wanting to be on a yacht. The guy had to work for it and this and that and the other thing. And it's like, it's like first of all, that disregards the fact that the man owns the boat. You know what I mean? Ownership is extremely important. So the man owns the boat. You know what I mean? The woman doesn't own the boat. She's just on the boat. She's just taking pictures on the boat. So it's like, it's the appearance of owning, but it's not owning. So it's like this whole misguided conception that this guy had. It's a pimp's mindset. Again, going back to the fact that he's a sex trafficking piece of shit. It's this mindset that men basically deserve everything. And men start from being weak and they can get strong or they start from being poor and then they can get rich and that kind of thing. And that, that's the progression of men. Men can go from being weak to being powerful. Women 
on the other hand, are just, I guess, to him, just born to be to be trafficked and to be objectified and to be used and to be seen as quote unquote value. He, he sees a woman in the same way that he sees getting a new assault rifle. He sees, he sees women in the, in the same way that he sees of getting a new BMW. It's all again, just flash and appearance and, and, and status for the outside world to see you and say that you're the man. That's all it is. He just wants these women, he wants these men to bend their will to him so that he can teach them to be quote unquote better men. But I think it would be making them worse men if you were to join this fucking guy. He wants women to bend to his will, not to make them better women in actuality, but better women to mold. You know what I mean? He just wants clay. He just wants women that he can mold into his perception of what a woman should be. He wants women that are obedient because that's a good woman in his opinion. A woman that raises the house, a woman that takes care of things, a woman that cleans, a woman that only has sex with him while he's having sex with all these other women. It's the it's the fresh and fit approach this man is essentially sigma male fresh and fit because the sig the the fresh and fit guys are just are are i mean let's face it the fresh and fit guys make complete fools of themselves and get clowned every two seconds andrew tate will leave the meeting before he gets clowned that's the difference between these two people doesn't make him a better person but it makes him a better grifter in my opinion men who live without self-control are the kind of men who cry when their girlfriend cheats on them because she certainly does because she doesn't respect the little crybaby and she's only with you because she's ugly as fuck and she has to settle for a little soy boy pussy like you. Uh, just a couple of quotes from the Your Mom's House podcast. Uh, again, I'm going off on a lot of tangents here. He gets Tom Segura to agree that master bullshit. Um, you know what I mean? He says women's, li- women's liberation is a psyop. He says empowering females is the easiest way to kill the will of men. You know, that's where he goes on and talks about how, you know, if you let your girl go to the club and she does this and she does that. Um, he talks about escaping the matrix. He says that men are the backbone of the slave force. The the thing about this guy that's really interesting also is that he has these like pseudo socialist points of view, which he would never admit because socialism, I guess, is like soy to him. But he, he says these things where he says that wages are stagnant and, you know, there's a top like elite tier of people who know how to manipulate people and make them into slaves and that kind of thing he says that going to school is basically training people to be slaves and to be like in the workforce which is all true he offers no real solution to any of this he basically gives this idea of like you know he res- almost like he respects workers but in the next minute he'll be he'll be like spinning in a barista's face for not making his coffee in the right way he, he he's very manipulative in this way well well he'll he'll give credence to workers and and he'll say like yeah they're being exploited but he'll exploit women like he'll exploit all these leagues of women or he'll have these like chefs and people under his wing that he like probably doesn't pay correctly or like he has these people who get whom that he you know he, he essentially humiliates to get coffee and like to to subscribe to his beliefs and all this stuff he's just he's not pro worker at all he's he's honestly and he's he's just doing capitalism just outside of like the jeff bezos system essentially just doing illegal shit i mean he's just he's just the jeff bezos of only fans he's just the jeff bezos of sex trafficking it's all he is he he's he is a boss and he has workers he's not he he, he gives credence to all these people with minimum wages that and the other thing but he doesn't even pay the women that he uh he fucking employs wages like it's completely insane anyway the last thing i'd like to get into with this guy is his crimes because i've been going on and on and on basically about um, the crimes that I think that he's committed, whether it be sex trafficking, whether it be, you know, robbing people, Rico type shit, drug dealing. I don't know 100% what he gets into, but I'd like to read this Daily Beast article word for word because this article essentially gets into how police raided his house in Romania uh, in a human trafficking investigation. So basically, 
uh, the headline here, it says police raid MAGA, uh, king of toxic masculinity in human trafficking investigation. The raid was prompted. <clears throat> the raid was prompted by reports that American women had been abducted. Romanian police raided the home of prominent pro-Trump online personality Andrew Tate, which he says that he's apolitical, which is bullshit. Just want to point that out. This month, as part of a human trafficking investigation, bringing new attention to Tate's ties to leading figures in the American MAGA movement. Before the April 11th raid, Tate was best known as a kickboxer and vocal Trump supporter in the online far right. On social media, Tate portrayed himself as a wealthy cigar-smoking playboy, prompting one admirer to dub him the king of toxic masculinity. So... This idea that he's a kickboxer, the Dan Bilzerian, you know, poker champion thing uh, is, is, on, is on full display here. Tate's treatment of women had an ugly side. In 2016, he was booted off of the British version of Big Brother uh, over a video of him hitting a woman with a belt. This March, Britain's Daily Mirror tabloid profiled him and his brother Tristan Tate and their Romanian-based business, which used webcam models to trick men into sending the brothers tens of thousands of dollars. In one video on his YouTube channel... Andrew Tate said 40% of the reason he moved with this man with the fucking percents of the reason he moved to Romania was because the Romanian police were less likely to pursue sexual assault allegations. Really important here. He talks about moving to Romania because he can drive his fast cars and he can almost own the city and have his empire. And that's part of it. But the other part of it is that if he did any of this shit in America, he would be fucked. Or if he did any of this stuff in England, he'd be completely fucked. He's allowed to operate in these Eastern European countries because the police are in on all of this shit. In more ways than they are in the UK or the US. Um, Tate's unsavory activities didn't stop him from building links with stars of the Trumpian right. In 2019, Tate palled around Washington, D.C. with prominent online Trump activists and conspiracy theorists. He shared a meal with Paul Joseph Watson and appeared multiple times on Infowars shows. In Trump's Washington Hotel, Tate posed for a picture with Brexit activist Nigel Farage and sat in a group uh, in the Trump hotel lobby with the likes of Pizzagate conspiracy theorists like Mike Cernovich. Uh, uh, and the future January 6th protest organizer Ali Alexander. Um, basically, this is just his this is just his ties to the right. Uh, not too important. While Cernovich built his name online by making false human trafficking claims about Washington about a Washington pizzeria, the Tates may soon be accused of human of genuine human trafficking. In the statement provided by the Daily Beast, Romania's Dictorate for Investigating Organized Crime and Terrorism said the raid on the Tate's house was part of an investigation that began after a, room, after a woman was reported to be held at the house against her will. As the probe continued, it escalated to include crimes of human sex trafficking and rape. So this is the guy that everybody's looking up to on social media. This is the guy that, you know, is real, is real funny on Aiden's stream and he's real, you know, whatever. He's, he's swinging his nunchucks around. He's the next Dan Bilzerian. He's the next Hasbula. He's the next meme. And this guy is um, accused of rape. Just want to let you guys know that. Um, a spokesperson for the, Romanian, for the Romanian policy agency added that no one has been charged or arrested yet in this case, but the investigation is ongoing. I think that they're building a huge case against this guy and they're going to fucking slam it down on him. Honestly, that's kind of where I see it uh, going. Yeah, so essentially what he's being accused of here is abducting women. And what he was trying to do on Aiden's stream, which I think is really interesting as well, where he he is talking to Katsumi, he's talking to Adriana Shichek, and it's just it's clear that what he wants from these people, and he says it out loud, where it's like, you know, Katsumi and Adriana Shichek are like traditionally beautiful, and they're like almost and they're porn stars, and it's like he's gonna he's gonna get them to come to Romania with him and and show them the world, and then and then as soon as they get off the stream, he lies about it, and he's like, oh, I'm not gonna show them shit. He, he he has tons of women like Adriana Shichek and Katsumi in his fucking compound. You know what I mean? American women and Romanian women in his compound 
where he's holding them hostage essentially and he's making them into into sex slaves that's what he's doing um a romanian newspaper reported that the raid was sparked over reports of an american woman being held captive at the tate house police found both american and romanian women in the house during the raid according to the report in a statement on the raid of the daily beast a u.s state department spokesperson alluded to a reported abduction of an american woman but declined to report further we are aware of reports of a u.s citizen held against their will in romania the spokesperson said due to privacy considerations we have no further comment but but of course tate said no girls were found in the house nobody was arrested of course and then in an Instagram caption, apparently he said, uh, apparently then there was an Instagram picture of him with like a fake police officer and the caption was officer. I think we can all agree that bitches love to lie. Again, you can watch this guy's videos from a passive point of view and you can laugh and you can think it's funny. I mean, I watched the whole entire Aiden Ross stream and I was, I was laughing. I was laughing quite a bit. I'll be honest with you. But as soon as I saw him on the, your mom's house podcast, just sitting there and just watching Tom Segura just like completely bend over to this guy in front of his wife. Uh, he just says all this disrespectful shit about women in front of his wife. I, I immediately went silent and I had to I had to exit the video because I was like uncomfortable. Ugh, this guy is just it's a comedy of errors th- that I find so funny. It's, it's, a, it's a comedy in the stupid way that he talks. It's not so much in the, the things that he really does that I find funny. I, I, I honestly find all the things that he does to be extremely appalling. It's just the lack of self-awareness and the way that he and the way in which he speaks and the insane claims that he makes that are so funny to me, honestly. And the way that he the way that he he whips these like hosts into shape, like if he came on our podcast, he would be on for five minutes because I would tell this guy the fuck off. I'd be like, so what is it like to be a sex trafficker? I'd be like, so like, you know, so the, the Romanian police investigated your house and they found, you know, American and Romanian women held against their will. Like, what do you have to say about that? He would leave. He would call me a beta you know what I mean? He would try and find whatever girl I'm hooking up with and, and try and steal her away to Romania, I guess. This is the way that he operates. If you don't bend to his will completely, he destroys you. You know what I mean? If you don't do exactly what he says, he destroys you. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a woman and you stand up for yourself, he hangs up the phone. If he brings you to a Romania and you stand up for herself and you stand up for yourself, you know, there's no telling what he's going to do. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to get sued here, but it, it seems like he's an abuser of women. It seems like he probably beats them. It seems like he, if, if these women are, are not doing what he says, it's either he's going to hit them or he's going to do his Rico shit where he has one of his goons do it. So it seems like there's a lot of very improper stuff going on with this guy. Um, it's really sad in this, in this world. I, I, I think these people, honestly, I, I really think that the people who become the heads of these like manosphere things or become the heads of like the the right uh as like figures i i think it kind of reflects the way our society is running uh and i think it's really sad like when the far right religious zealots like uh like rick santorum or something were like the face of the right i I think we were in a much safer place because the people like that are just kind of pussies and they're just kind of like you know they just hide behind religion and and they really don't have very much in in the form of retorts they get destroyed in debates that kind of stuff but when you see a guy like this with these like solid concrete arguments and like this manipulative behavior and like the way that he operates and stuff like that like when you see a guy like that and he's dangerous it, it speaks in a very scary way to where we're going next because i can just see the right getting more misogynistic more militant it's just like this incel behavior where it's like if women aren't like completely bending their will to you or like being your girlfriend or this or that, like you have to slap them into shape and it's really fucked up and disgusting. And to see that, like, as opposed to again, like a Jordan Peterson, like when Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro were like the heads of the far right, like the faces of the far right and everybody loved them so much, like to such a degree, like guys like that, like I was, uh, I I was almost like happy that those guys were the representative because they're so dumb and they're just so like 
analytic they're just such fucking nerds and they're just such not a threat that at least it's like okay well at least like the the power is not there at least at least at least the right is not really a threat when i see people like that being the heads of it and i see people falling for their their grifts it's like okay well at least the right is being kept at bay by fucking nerds but then when you see someone like this guy when you see somebody like I don't know when you see somebody like all these shooters who are like killing people in the name of Trump or in the name of like the right. That's where it starts to get scary. You see like the January 6th people. You see all that happening, like the insurrection, all these people who are fed up and like who are just like challenging quote unquote beta males and challenging Democrats and challenging like mask policies and challenging the left and challenging like all these ideas and challenging liberalism and soy shit with guns. That's where I started to get scared. When people start to idolize a sex trafficker and use him as advice, and instead of looking at Jordan Peterson's seven rules to live, you look at Tate's 18 rules to, you know, trap women in Romania. That's where I'm starting to get scared. And that's where I think the internet brain rot is starting to really settle in because, yeah, the, uh, guys like this are dangerous, not only in their ideology and not only in their ways to sway the American population, but they're literally dangerous. They're committing crimes and they're admitting it. And... Uh, they're doing sex trafficking and they're admitting it. Yeah. So Tate is an enigmatic figure. Um, I've watched a lot of his videos. Um, I've investigated him a lot. And the conclusion that I've come to is, is what I've said, you know, a million times in this episode, this guy is a complete fucking piece of garbage. Do not listen to what he says. He only gives you two options. It's to either be a broke person or to follow his, his will. And if you follow his will, he's under your, you're under his control. There's never going to be somebody over him in his mind. There's never going to be a boss over him in his mind. It's never going to be like you're going to enter the war room or you're going to enter his like little program and there's going to be a chance that you guys are equals. No, he's going to humiliate you. He's going to treat you like shit. If you have a girlfriend, he's going to have to fuck her and, and, his, and, your, and the brother is going to have to fuck her too. Uh, it's, uh, he's, he's just... Uh, I think the best thing to do with this guy... Uh, unfortunately is just to ignore him you know what i mean like he, he is a spectacle it is funny to laugh at him but don't give him a fucking platform don't invite him on your fucking podcast don't invite him on your fucking shows don't use you don't need this guy's content there's plenty of content out there that's way less harmless that's way more harmless than this guy again for example hasbula have hasbula on your program have hasbula slap you in the face drive around a little atv have a monkey on his shoulder hasbula is totally harmless a guy like this is, is harmful and not only in his toxicity, but he's harmful. He's harmful in the way that women are going to naturally be attracted to him when he goes on the Aiden Ross stream. Women are naturally going to be attracted to him when he goes on your mom's house. And that's going to give him more ammunition and more people flooding into his DMs and more women that he can capture and bring to Romania in his sex trafficking thing. And you don't want that. You know, like this is this guy is actively doing these crimes like it's an active elephant in the room. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's it would be it would be. The same as having Bill Cosby on your comedy podcast. You know what I mean? Like Bill Cosby is a is a convicted rapist. Like or having Harvey Weinstein on your thing. He's a convicted rapist. Like just because he's a legend in the industry and because he, you know, produced Pulp Fiction or whatever, you don't need to have him on your fucking show. And and similarly, you don't need to have this fucking guy on your show. Don't give him the attention that he so obviously craves. And keep investigating him. That's that's another important thing you can do. Do what I'm doing. Look into his past. Go to his Wikipedia page. Go to Reddit. Go to all these places where they're talking shit about him. Because it's that that's where you're gonna find the most truth about this guy. It's it's it, there's a lot of disgusting and shady things that he does. That you know it, he brags about halfway, but he probably doesn't want you to know about. So I think you should look into these things. Because you know, sure this guy is an interesting figure. Sure this guy's enigmatic. But he's also um, a criminal and he's also, you know, a complete misogynist and a complete piece of shit. 
and uh, this is not somebody who anybody should be idolizing. This is not this is not somebody who anybody should be learning discipline or getting motivated from. Uh, you can get motivated from plenty of other things besides this guy. Just because he has muscles and just because he claims to have all these like accolades and all these cars and stuff, it doesn't mean shit. He's just another Dan Bilzerian, but he's a little bit smarter and he's a little bit more, he's he's a lot more of a misogynist and he's and he's a lot more of a criminal and he's doing and he's willing to do a lot more dark things in order to get money in the way that somebody like Dan Bilzerian is not. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say for this episode of the Anti Art Podcast, episode seventy uh, slash you know, internet brain rot episode one. That's pretty much all I have to say. I don't really have anything else to say about this guy. I think I've thoroughly roasted him. I think I've thoroughly investigated him. He's a fraud. Um, don't listen to what he says. Um, take care. There's, there's people out there who will, who will murder you and your family and your children and your dog and, and men, women, children. There's people out there who are genuinely evil. Wow. You're, you're, you're trying to offend yourself.